Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24 7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session of the Lateral Property Management Podcast. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Lateral, here with our guest today, Sean Miller, CEO of Point Central. And we're going to be talking today about smart home solutions for property managers to help them do a few things. Um, we're going to talk about how these solutions help increase operational efficiency, how they can help you attract residents more easily to your vacant properties, and how they can also help you lower maintenance costs. Welcome to the show, Sean. Hi, Ethan. How are you doing? Pleasure to be here. I'm doing great. Really appreciate the time today to be able to ask you some questions. A ton of Latchel's listeners already use Point Central, so I think we can give them a lot of insight. And then, of course, we have a ton that talk about Point Central. They're not using any of your products or services yet, but there's a lot of interest in what you guys do. For anyone that hasn't heard about Point Central, maybe you can kind of give us a elevator pitch on what Point Central is. Yeah. Uh, so I'll try and keep my elevator pitch really short, like we're really in the elevator here. Uh, generally, Point Central is a property automation platform. So our goal is to design the software that helps bring all of these connected devices together in one cohesive platform. So it's easy for the property manager to use, it's easy for the resident to use, and it can automate a lot of tasks that, as you mentioned, drive efficiency, better protect the asset, and serve the residents better. Maybe that we can dig into that a little bit. Um, can you give like a few examples on maybe the most popular types types of solutions that you provide? Yeah, so we've been around now uh, for nine years. So we're a subsidiary of uh, Alarm.com that some of your listeners may know is their home security system. Um, nine years ago, we sort of started with how do we take this these hardware devices and make them useful in property management world. So the things that sort of people gra gravitated to at first were things like locks, right? Keyless locks. People understood that um, you, know, you can get residents or guests in without having to worry about lost keys or rekeying locks. You can get work orders done, whether it's unoccupied or occupied, sort of making sure that the right person gets in at the right time, you know how long they're there, et cetera. And then the other thing that was really popular was connected thermostats. So, you know, nine years ago, Nest was also coming out around the same time. People saw these things. So there was this resident, oh, that's cool. I can save money. It looks nice on my wall. There was that part. Um, we started developing rules around it where that thermostat then would also become aware of, you know, what's my status? Am I unoccupied? Don't let someone change the thermostat, et cetera. Um, that, those two things sort of drove the initial interest. Now, since then, locks have expanded into a full access solution. Thermostats have expanded into a full, an analytics platform. So we can, we collectively have like 7 million housing units that we can look at and start to understand like when are HVAC units misperforming. So we've evolved since there, but those tend to be the, the products that people get interested in at first. 
That's interesting because I think, you know, when uh, IoT like smart home devices first came out, like I remember seeing them and thinking, okay, cool. So if you own a home and you want to deck out your home, make it easy to go in, like mess with the thermostat, set up like whatever, maybe surveillance, manage my uh, temperature from my phone before I even get to the house, I can do all that. And you're taking mm-hmm. all of this and that you're, you know, you're applying it to rental properties. And my first instinct would be like, is this maybe like high, high end, like luxury multifamily, or are you actually implementing these solutions for uh, other types of management companies? Yeah. So today we work with property managers and owners that sort of cover the spectrum in size. So we have people that will own or manage, you know, five properties. Uh, and then we have customers that manage 50,000, a hundred thousand or more uh, properties across both single family and multifamily. So we, uh, it can work and scale sort of for either. I think the key to it has been, like you described, as an individual who's maybe put stuff in their home. Uh, you see the benefit of that, but you're also like your in-house CTO. Uh, the key for us was like, how do you deploy all these devices and make it easy for someone to manage? And, and ideally, mm-hmm. they don't have to manage it, right? These things should just sort of know based on work orders or status, what to do and when to do it. And, and that was sort of the key to making it scalable to a five unit property or a 50,000 unit. Uh, property manager. Yeah, that's got to be a really complex thing. And it must have taken a lot of time to figure out how do you scale that uh, across all these different like asset classes, like management types. I mean, a five unit or 10 unit or 30 unit company is going to work totally different than maybe a large like multifamily community running like 30,000 different units. So it sounds like you've had to figure out how to apply this in many different like situations. I, I do want to get into like how that developed, but maybe we can start from the beginning. I have a feeling everyone listening is like, okay, wait, what the hell did Sean do before Point Central? How did he know how to do all of this? <laughs> maybe you can give us like a high level background on you uh, yeah. just to give us some context. Yeah. And I'll go. So full credit. I, I didn't actually originally start Point Central. Point Central um, started by a guy, alarm.com started us uh, with a guy who came out of GE um, and so his original vision was a connect, a cellular connected lockbox. So we've all seen those lockboxes, like when you buy a home, that was his business unit at GE. He wanted to take that concept and figure out uh, how do you make it work in a commercial space? So think like hmm. storefronts. Um, so four years ago, um, this gentleman and I met. Um, and before that, I was running Wemo, which was Belkin's home automation business unit. So I ran that for a couple of years globally. Um, before that, I worked at a company called Generac. Uh, we had a couple of different roles there, but one of the roles that was most related to this was I launched uh, back then, eight-ish years ago, we called it MDEM, machine to machine, but we, I launched a business unit that we connected all our generators back to us and our service providers. So we have to sort of understand what's going on. So personally, I've been a geek my whole life. Professionally, I've been in IoT for now about 10 years. So four years ago, um, the CEO of Alarm.com and I knew each other. I met Greg, who was the original founder of Point Central. And sort of just really liked how Greg was trying to take, again, this other technology and apply it uh, to property management. What I saw differently than Greg is where Greg was trying to solve like a, uh, one solution with a cellular lockbox and maybe sometimes have a thermostat. I sort of saw this opportunity for a platform again and just saw people managing things and fu- not only having challenges with keys and locks, but also, you know, just doors, knowing who, what people do like sensors as they come in, water leaks, water flow, all these other things, and alarms, strengths, or having 
oh, I'm having strengths in those areas, I sort of got really excited and pushed this vision of, you know, how do I take that core technology and just deploy it in a way that makes sense for property management? So I don't want to uh, stick on this piece too much. I'm just curious, do you have a technical background or I mean, how did you even develop the knowledge to put all of this together? Yeah, no, uh, I'm not formally trained as a software engineer. My degree is in economics. I've uh, had a couple of different points in my life where I've learned some programming, but uh, I always joke, I, I, I'm not, that's not my strength. My strength is I, I will build a team around me of people who really have good domain expertise in software, hardware, applications, operations, et cetera. Um, and then we go out and tackle it together. Uh, but I have no, uh, no ego to tell you that I'm the world's best programmer or anything like that. I think it's like a, I think it's highly relevant to a lot of listeners of the podcast because, you know, we all have our gaps and it's about how do you build like strong teams to build great companies and great products. And like, you're kind of a testament. You don't have to do it all yourself. And in fact, you shouldn't do it all yourself. Right. Um, that's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, cool. So we've covered some of your background. You come in, you're now CEO of point central. Um, and so I, I want to uh, kind of dig in a little bit more to uh, Point Central and how you actually help uh, property managers now. And I want to kind of focus on what's going on today. Um, so IoT, kind of smart home automation, I think is becoming more and more relevant because now we're all tr- trying to figure out how do you actually operate and work remotely Obviously, IoT smart home devices give you more visibility into the home when you're not on site. You can do more without being on site. Maybe you can just kind of talk about some of the key problems that you're seeing uh, Point Central solving for property managers, you know, now that we're all remote and trying to just kind of figure things out. Yeah, in a a COVID world. So uh, a couple things. Um, One thing that I'd say wasn't novel, but has accelerated so five years ago, we developed this product called Unattended Showing. So we had helped single, mostly single-family rentals at the time show vacant rentals. Um, it, it was two, serving two things at that point. Uh, convenience, right? We found certain people actually like to see a vacant home on their own terms without an agent there to sort of maybe push them or, or feel like a pushy salesperson. Uh, but also just flexibility, right? Maybe someone wanted to see on their way into work or their way home or you know, come back a second time and bring a significant other or a roommate. Um, and so that was a product that was growing. Then, you know, now with COVID, it's suddenly been, well, that's the only way you can really show these. I mean, you know, people are starting to get comfortable with wearing masks and other processes developing. But uh, I think what, uh, last time I looked at the day, like March through June, we've seen that product use grow by something like 300% year over year. Because that was suddenly the only way, you know, there's uh, still vacant amazing. properties and, and you had to solve them, right? How do you get it in? And we've accentuated that. So now in multifamily, we can actually connect the intercom to the access control to the resident door. So again, we're able to offer unattended showings in that same sort of in the same spirit, but make it work in that environment. Um, one thing that's been totally new has been work orders. So again, oops, sorry, work orders. So in a multifamily world, there's this thing called PT work orders, permission to enter work orders, which if you live in an apartment, you're probably used to it. You know, someone you complain about a leaky faucet. They're going to come in when you're away. They can get a key from the front office and fix it and leave. Um, in, in a COVID world, right, going into the front office now means you have to see someone, right? So if you want to socially distance, that hasn't been as easy. Uh, and then also getting someone's apartment, like you had to coordinate with them. So we've been, you know, keyless has helped that. So now, again, the work order person doesn't have to go into an office, doesn't have to see anyone. You just, the 
can coordinate a time when the resident won't be there and you can get right in, do your job, get right out and have date and time stamps all the way through. That where that's accelerating COVID is in single family. Typically single family doesn't do work orders like permission to enter, right? You either have to be home or maybe they'll let you leave a key out. Um, again, in this world, in this new world we live in, that hasn't been very uh, acceptable to people. And so how do you get them in and not make them drive to an office that who knows where, where that office is in town to get a key and then go to the home, right? So it's just help drive efficiency and safety at the same point. So I want to ask, because we, we got a question from JR, and I'm going to maybe reframe the, the question a little bit. Um, he was asking what, what the backbone is, uh, asked if it was a Cisco or, or something like that. But I'm, maybe you can speak to that. But I'm also curious in how all these platforms connect with the other management platforms that property managers use. Like, do they have to go to like the hundred different like platforms to manage this? Is it connected all somewhere? Yeah. So our core platform we built. So alarm.com has its own cloud network. Point Central is a part of that. So that's sort of a, let's call that our central cloud. So we think that gives us a couple advantages because we're not a public cloud. Uh, we can control things, how we handle data, where data goes, et cetera. So we're very data privacy centric. You know, we'll tell people we're not selling your data. We're not looking to monetize it. There's a monthly fee for our services. That's how we make money. And so therefore we don't need to sell data. We'll analyze it. We want to see how we can improve things, but that's all within our own environment. Um, and then another key thing for us is every, and every home we touch, we put a hub in, um, and that hub is cellular based. So if it's unoccupied, there's probably not Wi-Fi. If it is occupied, there's probably Wi-Fi, but Wi-Fi comes with challenges of compatibility, right? Like if someone changes the SID or there's a firmware upgrade or you name the problem, things can fall off. Wi-Fi also is notorious for dropping data packets, which when you're streaming Netflix isn't a problem, but when you're trying to push a lock code, if that one packet that drops happens to be your lock code packet, then you just had a break in the system. So by having cellular, we can control our reliability um, and also uh, better secure the, the whole connection because our cellular network is a private line on Verizon or AT&T. So we can encrypt communication from the device to the hub and then encrypt it again from hub to cloud and it's on our own line. So overall, we get to, we tell people it's like a managed network in a box. We can make sure everything's gonna happen the way it should happen. Um, and then what we make available are integration points for providers. So property management software in the single family world, if you're using a, a property where or a buildium or a rent manager or multifamily like Yardy or RealPage, we have integrations to and from all those typically property status and work orders. So we can understand what's going on in, in those environments, what work needs to be done. Uh, we also have integrations with the people like Latchel or other, let's call them external software providers, right, that are providing different service. So again, we can sort of be the central point to understand what's going on and what data needs to flow or what lock codes need to get pushed to who so the right person gets in at the right time. Right on. Well, JR gave you five stars on that answer. He, <laughs> he liked that. Thank so. you. <laughs> um, I, I am kind of curious because I think a lot of our listeners, they, they don't own the units. They don't own and operate. They're third-party uh, fee managers. And as a third-party property manager, my thought is like, this sounds amazing. You know, installation sounds like it could be complex. Like I'd expect it's not my team having to do it, that you'd provide some type of provider to do that for me. Maybe you can speak to that. But then how do I actually get the property investors that I manage these units for 
buying into this? Like, what what is what's the the value? What can I tell them? Because I can see how this helps me in terms of coordinating, getting access to providers and technicians I work with. It's a great way to like you know advertise listings. What do I tell to the actual property investor that owns these units? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take the short question first, which was how easy to install this and how do we help coordinate that? Um, so generally, you know, if we just stay with that, what's that core package? It's a hub, a lock, and a thermostat. The hub's easy, plugs into an outlet. Typically we tell people put it in the outlet above your microwave because there's you know storage there. There's always an extra outlet. The renter's not gonna mess with it. So you just put it there. You plug it in, it boots up, it does its thing. Um, the thermostat replaces a standard thermostat. So if you're comfortable replacing thermostats, which most people are, you shut off the breaker, it takes you about 10 minutes. Uh, the lock is probably the thing that most people, the first time they do it, are most intimidated against because we don't typically change locks. Now, some of your listeners may, right? That's just part of their handyman work or they have a handyman on their team. Um, the first time you change a lock probably takes about 20 minutes. Um, you're not actually drilling anything. You're just removing the existing lock and putting the Yale lock on that we use. Um, once you've done it, it's a 10, 15 minute tops sort of uh, thing. So we do have operators that will do this and install it. And typically it takes them 20 to 30 minutes total to in install a system. In the event someone doesn't feel comfortable or just their teams are busy, we have uh, local service providers that can help and you know will come in and do the work and uh, go from there. So it sounds intimidating, but I would tell you, we've spent the last nine years trying to make sure both the hardware and software are relatively easy to get into and use because we know that's, that's the only way people are going to continue to use this and see value. That sounds like you're making it as easy as like building a set of Legos. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, um, great though, that you have the option to use a provider if like, you know, you don't have the yeah. time or something. Yeah. It's all like you and I were chatting about before we started this, right? The, the reality is in these property management businesses, there's always variation, right? Whether the operator intends it to be or not, there's always variation. So we try and make ourselves flexible to fit within their world. Cause we've seen, um, despite best intentions, there's always going to be uh, variability. So let's let's try and help out there. Um, now, in terms of how you sell it to owners, um, where we've seen success, and, and if any of your listeners go to our website, you can see we put together some videos and white papers. But generally, it, it starts with a conversation with the owner of like, what does this do for me? Like, a system costs $500 a month, right, for hard, or $500 for hardware. So that's usually what you got to get the owner to figure out how to cover. Uh, and it starts, okay, the keyless lock, uh, we would tell people, look, there's there's a safety and a costing to the owner here. You no longer have to rekey that lock. If it's a digital lock, there's no mechanical key to worry about getting copied or rekeyed. So you save uh, that rekey cost. Thermostats. When that thermostat goes in, it's going to do two things that saves the owner money, two primary things. First, it's going to watch min and max set points. So you won't get a a renter who comes in, let's say you have a renter in Phoenix and in the summertime it's 105 out and they try and set that thermostat to 60, it's never going to hit 60 degrees, right? Most HVAC systems will get to 15 to 20 degrees uh, max differential. So what we'll do is set a floor and max so they don't set a temp that just constantly has that system running. If it's always running, you're reducing the life of that system. That's valuable to the owner. Another thing the thermostat will do is um, we've launched this HVAC analytics uh, I sort of alluded to earlier. So we can now see when a unit starts to misbehave early on. So before the resident ever complains, we can notice its performance is, is outside of normal, flag that to the operator. The benefit to the owner there is usually instead of a $1,300 repair, you have a $200 maintenance visit or a $300 minor repair. So they get to you know save costs on that repair aspect. Um, and then think of the asset protection. 
um, you know, the little water sensors we have cost 40 bucks. Uh, you throw one of those in, just say around the water heater, a water heater leaking inside a, a house or a garage alone costs thousands of dollars of damage. And for $40 to say, I will know the most water heaters when they start to fail, typically have a small leak and we'll just drip a little bit of water for weeks on end. We'll catch one of those drips and we'll be able to let the property manager know they take care of it. That owner never had uh, the thousand dollar issue. So it's a little bit of a conversation with owners, but any owner who's like looking at this investment as a you know, long-term you know, uh, asset that they want to own and grow, those things really resonate with them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just speak to the the maintenance piece of this because that's Latchell's bread and butter. And I told you before we actually started recording, uh, we've been talking to Jamie on your team uh, about partnership and integrations. And from my perspective, when I look at the most costly maintenance issues that come in, a lot of them end up being due to water uh, damage from you know leaking water heaters. That's the biggest. Of course, like you can have leaks and other other pipes and things, but because so much water is stored in that water heater, it becomes like a huge uh, cost point. And you know, you alluded to it could be thousands of dollars. In some cases, we've seen that be tens of thousands of dollars because it wasn't caught in time. Uh, Same thing with the HVAC issues. The more data and analytics you can get on um, any issues happening there, you're saving hundreds at minimum if if not more and the great thing is like if you can get context like you're saying what's going on well it's easy to get someone there in there to check okay is this maybe just like a filter issue or something mm-hmm. else going on you know do you see more like cooling um whatever yeah. it is um so yeah in like, terms of like the cost savings point, we can run uh, we we know how much is run right so someone like you are who's looking at a maintenance potential work order, you can look at the data and say, okay, I see this chart. Let me see how many hours does it run? You know, you'll know probably if you're doing the filters, how long has it been since you replaced it? If the number of hours ran, look like it's time for a filter replacement, you know that when you go out. Um, we've even been extending that. We've developed this little module that works today just with Goodman HVAC units, but we're working with some of the other big brands, but it actually plugs into the unit. And so now when we see a problem, we can not only see the chart, but pull right from the unit the diagnostics. So we can, if before we could tell a maintenance tech, it's probably these two to three issues when they saw the chart, they would generally know what it is. Now we can tell you exactly, it's just one issue. And they can figure out, okay, I'm gonna send this person on this date with this part. And you get to schedule maintenance, which is much more efficient than reacting to maintenance. Yeah, that's awesome. Plus you have a much clearer idea of what your cost is gonna be up front before yeah. someone has to go do a resident. diagnostic. And yeah, and a happy resident. You get it fixed before they even know something's wrong, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You turn a negative Yelp review into a glowing Yelp review because someone's talking about how you just made living in your place like fun and like worry free, right? Because stuff just gets fixed for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, actually at Latchel, uh, we we also do like video uh, based troubleshooting. And it's just another component that would ah. seamlessly work with that when you can look at the, that data, get on with the tenant, explain what's going on, you know, get that thing scheduled. Um I want to take a, maybe a, a we're going to come back to uh, some of the other value points, but I want to uh, dig into the resident uh, kind of happiness and resident satisfaction component, because you mentioned it, avoiding that negative review. Um, we also talked in the intro about how this can be a huge attraction point to residents having like smart, smart home kind of IOT features. Maybe you can just speak a little bit to um 
some of the ways Point Central's helping property managers enhance that resident experience. Yeah. So over the last couple of years, Ethan, like you were talking about, you put smart home stuff in your home. I put in my, like, there's been a general growing adoption to this. Uh, last numbers I saw, something like a third of U.S. households uh, have at least one device, right? Um, and, and there's no reason renters don't want the same thing, right? They, they love the convenience and the comfort and the energy savings. The challenge for renters has been, how do I do this without my, my property manager, my landlord getting angry, right? Like, can I replace the thermostat? Can I replace the lock? So, you know, what we sort of bring to that space is the same hardware you're putting in that serves benefits to the owner and the operator also give the resident that experience that they haven't been able to get that their friends who own their own home have, right? So you're, you're making it feel less like a trade-off to rent and more like you can get the same benefits of making that rental your home if you want a smart home in it. Uh, and then you add to it, you know, our app, if you look at the alarm.com app on the iOS or Android stores, like thousands of reviews, four plus stars, we have integrations with all the voice assistants. So residents can, you know, tweak with it, add the things they want, add light bulbs, add those other things that you know, they may enjoy or, or not add them if that's not their thing, but still get sort of that core smart home experience that a lot of people are looking for today. And we've seen that people have, you know, we've seen uh, in a competitive market, people have deployed this, have seen residents stay longer uh, and have seen vacancies fill faster because smart home is something that renters are looking for. Maybe this is a good segue because we're getting a lot of like good kind of tidbits from you on like all the value points property managers can obtain. Maybe I'll pass it to you and you can just talk through some of the success stories. I'm curious sort of like, if you have any success stories, uh, either anecdotal or maybe based on you know data and metrics on like how has implementing uh, any of Point Central's different solutions impacted like return on investment or, or resident retention? Do you have uh, any kind of specifics or other success stories you might want to share? Yeah, I, I can start with the specifics. Um, so I'll be honest, the resident retention has been one of those things. No one surveys that well on the way in or way out and it's been a strong market so it's one of those things anecdotally operators will tell us yeah we have people ask about it we have people commented it but they never surveyed it so when we do roi we just strip that out we say okay let's just focus on those operational benefits and the uh, asset protection and in that case someone who deploys the basic system um seasonal roi of you know usually 22 25 percent um off that initial investment. So if you figure that's sort of your baseline, mo most people are happy with that. You know, usually when they're looking at uh, property investments, they're looking for ROIs of you know, mid-teens north. So we usually check that first box of, okay, it's a good use of my money. Uh, and then when you, if you anecdotally believe residents like it, you know that your ROI gets accentuated by that. Um, so let me think of what would be an easy case study to share. Actually, just just to kind of clarify there, when you, when you say uh 25% does that mean that in terms of like a investor actually kind of making back all the money on that investment are are you saying that only takes 9 months uh 25% would be an annual ROI so for us you know it never takes anyone more than 4 years uh okay. the reality is most people see a payback sub 3 years because it we're going to be ultra conservative in the number we give you and assume like you gotcha. don't do this many work orders you don't you know very low numbers and most people once they get it in what you find is you use it more than you anticipated right so you suddenly start yeah. enabling all these other things huh um, that's pretty but, that's pretty aggressive actually like i'm i'm surprised that it pays it pays back for itself that fast which is why yeah. I, I asked 
Well, so take, um, okay, uh, average cost of our system, that basic system, let's use $500. Uh, if you're doing unintended showings, and if you have, most operators have probably had something happen where they had someone booked, they drove out to do a showing, uh, the person's late, or the person just doesn't show, right? There's dollars there. They lost money driving there and back. Um, so what we see in operators is typically the value of unintended showing alone is a couple hundred dollars. Well, let's, for easy math, let's say it's- Well, and if you're, if, you're, if you're the owner of that company and you have to do that for yourself, like you're talking like way more than a couple hundred, you probably just made your money back on a single appointment. Exactly, exactly. But if you, you, know, if you figure it's an, you know, a staff member and you pay them an hourly wage or something, you, like if it saves you $100, $150 just on unintended showings, well, now you've just taken 500 to 350. And then you think about, okay, I can do Achilles work order. So if the average work order in a multifamily unit takes 20 minutes to go check out a key and get to the unit and then 20 minutes to return it. Single family, a lot longer because you got to drive to an office and drive to it. So you think about that time saved. It, you get to that $500 relatively easy. It just takes people a second to stop and think of all their workflows that they do and then go, oh yeah, this makes sense. You know, so we always tell people we're not looking to replace people. Like we augment what you can do. And that's actually come really today. Finding help before this was tough. The market was tight. Now, um, you know, finding staff can still be difficult, not because they're not people maybe looking for it, but because how can you interact and how can you get in there and what can you do? What can you afford to bring on? So technology that helps you be more efficient with your own staff and your own time, people have been embracing even more. And so I, uh, I want to dig in maybe the different types of like segments because we have we have a ton of uh, vacation rental managers. We have a ton of uh, single family home. And then we have a ton of multifamily all the way from like, you know, your garden style buildings up to like large communities. Uh, do this, do, does success look different between these groups? Uh, I'd say success is measured different, right? So uh, the three buckets we talk about, they all see success in that, but take vacation rentals. Vacation rentals see tons of success in the operational efficiency from the keyless access alone. When you think of if an average guest, if you're seeing turnover once a week and you've got guests who come in, come out, need to, used to, used to need to pick up a key in an office, then go to the home. And then, you know, you've got a cleaning staff that comes in, you've got an inspector who comes in. Uh, let's face it, guests on vacation, go have fun, maybe have a little bit to drink, sometimes lose their keys and you're getting a call at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. because of a lockout and you've got to go figure out how to get them in. Like there's a lot of money you spend just in key management. So suddenly that all goes away and everyone has a code and you know who did what when. That's great for them. Then you add sort of the um, where owners love that thermostat brings two benefits to a guest. Me personally, when I run a vacation rentals, my one of my biggest pet peeves is I will show up to something in the summer or the winter where the thermostat's off uh, because the owner wanted to save money. It's hot. Or right. It's you, walk, you walk in, it's like a sauna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've got a four to six year old daughters and they're just, you know, they're not happy. And then my wife's not happy. And suddenly I'm, I'm in a lot of hot water. Um, so what our thermostat does is like it knows 24 hours before check-in and it starts to cool or heat to like 70 degrees, whatever the operator sets it to. So to me as a guest, when I show up, it feels comfortable. But the owner's happy because I was I weren't was not burning energy when someone wasn't there, and when I did heat or cool it, I did it at an efficient rate. I took you know a long period of time to get there, so you have a good guest experience while saving the owner money. You know the other thing with the uh, vacation rentals, and I, I didn't think of this until you were talking about the uh, thermostat piece and having the home cool when you get in. 
I, I've noticed that recently I've stopped looking whenever I book like an Airbnb or VRBO, I've stopped looking at ones that don't have key keypad entry. Mm-hmm. I, partially because I'm like extremely introverted and I don't seem like it, but I just don't want to have to like meet someone and talk to them before getting the key. I just want to show up, yeah. enter, enter the key code, go in and like whatever, take a nap. Yeah. Um, and so there's probably a certain component where you actually can increase um, occupancy as a vacation rental when you have these types of features. Yeah, well, you can definitely like, you know, again, we know when the guest checks out, they enter a checkout code at the door. The second that code's entered, we will tell the cleaner, hey, guess what? They checked out early. If you have time, they go clean early. If they clean early, the inspector can see it. You turn, then the next guest can get a code early saying, hey, your house is ready. And it gets shown. So again, better guest uh, experience, right? Everyone loves to get in their room earlier. Um, so you can you can see it's, just, it's easier to manage them, right? Like uh, you're delivering that. And like we're talking about unintended showings, that was sort of a demographic. Like some people liked not having the agent there. I've had vacation rental managers tell us like, hey, part of what I do is being there to greet the person. And I totally get that. But they also started to realize like not every customer will want that. It doesn't mean they don't want to rent from you. So how do you augment what you're doing instead of having to greet you there? I know when you check in, I can see you use your code the first time. So I can give you a quick call. I can leave a bottle of wine there. There's ways still to add that personal touch um, that don't have to require you always spending your time driving out to greet the guest at the unit. Yeah, it kind of allows you to really meet the customer in the way they want to be met. Um, exactly. I, I don't know if uh, Point Central attended this, but uh, Katrina from our team was at uh, the PM Leadership Conference that recently happened. And I think the, a big topic mm-hmm. of conversation was how do you create customer experiences that are like uh, Amazon? In the way Amazon creates so much like customer delight with like Prime and the different touch point processes and, and how they mm-hmm. operate. How do you create the same things as a property manager in, in your different stages? And I see this being a key component, um, like f- for for vacation rentals, it's just like all over the place, like every step of the way, you're creating these tools to do that and to create these moments where you can deliver sort of that really like concierge level experience for yeah. for residents. Do you, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you're a vacation rental, the operators I talk to, right, vacation rental operators, uh, the key to them is they want to get you in and they want you to have such a good time, you come back and rebook with them next year, right? That's that's how they start to make money. When they have to pay all the fees to capture you the first time, it's not as profitable. Well, if you want to do that, having that, you know, using technology to best serve your needs the way you want, so you have that experience and you do return next year, that, that's the key to that, right? And we're not all of it, we're part of it, but like guest communication, et cetera, all these things come together to make it a, a wonderful experience. And I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, when I see that overlay to the longer term rentals, whether it's single family or multifamily, I see the 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 core metric changes from how many guests am I getting in and are they coming back? The core metric changes to how long do my residents stay with me? And, um, you know, I know if you, if you track like industry reports, I think it was a Buildium's recent report, 74% of residents actually leave due to poor service, not because of mm-hmm. life changes, not because of job changes. It's literally because they feel like poor service because their property manager isn't responsive or they don't care about them. Mm-hmm. But you can take that same application. It sounds to me like the tools basically empower property managers 
to do that, to be responsive and to show they care when they can see something happen before the tenant even sees it. Say, hey, we need someone to come work on whatever your, your AC system because yep. we see that it's going to die soon or something's wrong with it. Um, or to, yep. you know, even with like lockouts. Or yeah, leak in your water heater. You don't. You obviously don't want to go without hot water for three days next week. So let's get someone in there now to handle yep. that. I know the idea of a swimming pool sounds great, but you don't want the swimming pool in the garage. So let us come fix it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it is. It's all about. Uh, I think the general, all of our, uh, the hope for this technology is the more it can shift from reactive to proactive, the better everyone is served. Owners, residents operators, et cetera, right? We all want to do things, plan them to be low touch, low cost, easy, easy on everybody. So I, I think we've, got, we've covered kind of like our basis on some of your current solutions. I want to ask you about like where the next kind of innovations are coming in IoT. Uh, but before I do that, do you have solutions that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, Did we miss anything? I, I, we do a lot of things. So what I usually like to tell people is uh, we'll listen to you and then we'll recommend a few things. I think we've covered the top things. If people are curious, they can check out the website. And when we get to some of the next things, I'll tease you a few of the things that are newer-ish and where they're going. And that may connect some of the dots. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dig into it. I mean, like, obviously I'm, I, you said this before we started, you're, you're kind of like a tech geek. I am too. So what I mean, what does the future look like for, for Point Central and smart homes? Yeah, so along that way, uh, line of just how do you become more proactive, um, we've taken what we sort of done with HVAC analytics. And as we continue to find that, we're trying to do that with water now. So we have the water detectors, uh, but we also recently launched our own water valve. Um, and what that valve is going to do is watch water flow through it, test it uh, at a time of day where it sees no one's home, and see if there's high and low pressure leaks. So try and find other leaks in the home before they burst, before they cause mold growth. Um, and they can, you know, again, notify the operator, hey, I found something. You, you should come check it out. Good news is it's small right now. Um, so you don't have to rush out here in the next hour. But, you know, you can schedule someone to come out and see it. The other thing you can do so is uh, if it this notices, is, uh, just just uh, so I'm, I'm clear, because I think I understand. But what you're saying is if there's a leak anywhere on that connected, you know, system, the water pressure changes and this device can read like what the water pressure is supposed to be and then know yep. if the, a leak happens because the pressure changes. Is that right? Exactly. And so it's looking That's... for very small amounts of pressure change. That tells it typically there's a, a small leak somewhere or it can see huge hmm. changes in pressure, right? So a toilet flush is a pressure change. A shower is a pressure change. So you build a database of enough of those and you can start to see this is what a burst pipe looks like. This is what a shower looks like. This is what a toilet flush looks like. And so that device can now say, okay, I just had a burst pipe, shut off the water or no, even just taking a shower. I'm okay. Why? Hey, I just noticed a small leak. I can't tell you where in the home it is, but you know, there's thermal imaging and stuff. Once you get there, you can figure that out. I can just tell you, Hey, Ethan, I've noticed there's a small leak somewhere here. And again, that resident never has to, deal with it you avoid things like mold growth and more costly repairs later what i love about this and i'm so excited 
at the point when Latcha will actually be integrated on your platform because that that is sort of gold for the way we would handle an emergency where we could quickly jump on with the tenant over video say hey we need you to get to well if it's a single family home we need you to get to the, like the water shut off valve because we just saw you yep. know burst or whatever Let, let's get that shut off so you don't have water damage you know you get yep. your plumber out later to figure out where the leak is that's incredible yep. because i think i cut you off because you were about to go into another one and i stopped <laughs> you to to clarify so i'm gonna pass it back to you i, I don't know where you were going next no so another fun one has been I mentioned a little bit about uh, when we're talking about unintended showings, like in multifamily, especially, or even gated single family, you know, vacation homes will see this a lot, but there's typically an intercom, you know, that you have to get through old school, you punch in a keypad and there's some uh, solutions to rip and replace that. But for a lot of operators and owners that that's not cost efficient, you know, they, that device still works fine, um, but they want to enhance it. And so what we did is we actually acquired a company called Doorport a few months ago, uh, and have brought that software in to now we can deploy software to those connected intercoms and essentially take them over. So, uh, Ethan, if you're going to Orlando and you rent a vacation rental in a gated community, I'm going to send you your, usually you would get a code from me that would get you into your door. Well, the good news is now when you show up to that community, you can punch that same code into that intercom. It's going to open the gate for you, get you in. Uh, if that community has like a pool and you have an access control reader with a keypad, we can synchronize the code to that. So you as a guest, really easy for you. You can use your code to get everywhere you want. Um, you could also use the app, but what we've seen is most time guests, short-term rental guests don't want to use the app. They just want a, a code's fine. Long-term rentals, you can do the same thing, but then you can use the app if you wanted to, and it's more natural there. But giving you that ability to have like a digital key that gets you wherever you need. That's something we're really excited about that we call Curb to Couch. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Doorport. Uh, I don't know if you know, so Doorport Ben of Doorport actually went through Y Combinator in the same batch as Latchel. Oh, nice. So love love Doorport and everything they do. Um, I was like, you know, just cheering champagne to myself <laughs> during quarantine when when you guys acquired them. But Nice. Um, I didn't know that. I'll have to, if you haven't spoke to Ben, I'll at least uh, say hi to him for you. And, yeah. Uh, say, I, we haven't talked in like at least a few months. So okay. yeah, definitely say hi to him for me. Okay. I will. Um, and then probably uh, another fun one that's not too far out is we talk about like, how do you, you're talking about how do you get in front of guests and, and talk to them, but how do you do it? One of the things we're trying to pay attention to is how do you do it in a non-obtrusive way? So uh, in apartments, there used to be those old pin boards. You could pin a note of, uh, hey, we're going to do a pizza party on Friday or a pool party or FY, we're painting next week. Don't open your windows. Um, we have our basic hub, but then we have an upgraded hub uh, that has a touchscreen to it. And one of the features of developing that touchscreen is uh, we call it community billboard. So now operators can sort of push things to that that they want the residents to know. But we feel like you don't want to push everything to their app. Right, whether it's our app or a text message, like there's overload there. But if it's on a screen as you walk in, you know, you open the door, you come in, you suddenly see this notification of like, oh, there's a pool party Saturday. Cool, check, I'm good, and you keep walking by. Um, the, the things like that. We're trying to think about how do you use that interface to like, oh, maybe let them know you're going to come in next week. Uh, oh, you want to repair the HVAC? You saw an issue? Like, please call the front office or please select the time that works for you or it's, you know whatever it could be. There's a lot of ways to deploy that. But that's something we're working 
it's uh, maybe you're giving like a window of insight here into the future of uh, the 24-hour the notice where I, I, I just imagine a future where every home has some t- type of panel, every unit that you can feed to for no- notices for that individual unit, like inside yep. the unit, you don't longer have to put it on the door. You just feed it right to, to the unit. Or in this case, obviously it'd be in like common areas for that that property. Well, this right? would be in your unit, right? It'd be right there on the walls you walk. Oh, it, it would be in the unit. Yep. Yeah, oh, that, that's exactly right. So that's you, incredible. Okay. Or something specific to you, Ethan, like, Hey, you got a package here, or et cetera. And then you guys, pack- you're, you're like five steps ahead of <laughs> wherever my head's going. You're, you're way ahead. So that's incredible. Ah, a package has been another big thing, right? We've all been, we were shipping a lot before. So package is probably more of a benefit from that curb to couch, but, um, People have been trying to figure out what I do with all these in multifamily. Where do I put these? Package lockers have been out there, but those don't always fit. You know, package rooms or reusing rooms. So again, that curb to couch access has been something we've seen people appreciate because uh, if you have a regular delivery driver, you can give them their own code. So again, they can get into just the doors they need to to drop off packages. The guests can get in. You can put a camera in there so everyone sees who took what package. But it's not a very um, expensive or complicated solution to solve a growing need of where do you put packages yeah and like this is something that you say it's a growing need now but like it's going to be just everywhere in another couple of years i mean especially with covid and now everything moving to like delivery and people not wanting to go out into crowded grocery stores people not wanting to go pick up packages from fedex ups everything is getting delivered now it's hyper important yep you just have to look at like Amazon stock price to know how important it is for, for that curb to couch model. Right? Yep. Yep. Very true. So, I mean, that's a snap. So there's a lot of other things that are probably uh, longer out. Um, you know, we, when you think of uh, recognition of other things and drones or stuff like that, we're working on, but I'll save that for when I come back in, in six or 12 months, Ethan, I can share some of those. Yeah, we can save it for like the uh, sci-fi version of <laughs> the, the close to future <laughs> sci-fi segment. The anti-Black I, Mirror edition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am kind of curious because I think a lot of our listeners are going to be thinking the same thing. You do a lot. Uh, obviously, you're introducing all this new stuff, but even what you currently have, it's a lot. And to think of implementing it across, say, like a hundred unit, even just a hundred unit portfolio... I'm sure a lot of people think like, okay, well, that's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be a lot of work, very challenging. Maybe you can just give like a high level outline on what is, what's it like when you engage with a manager and they're looking at implementing across their portfolio? What are kind of like the steps they take? What is actually getting started with Point Central look like? Yes. So the start is usually um, they would talk to someone on our team uh, that sort of knows that vertical. So our sales and marketing teams are split up by vertical, um, mostly because there's nuances to if you're managing single family or multifamily, short term or long term, that uh, people can get if they're in the space. But if someone already knows that, it just makes that conversation a lot easier. So someone from our team will usually sit down and say, okay, tell me about your business and then tell me about your pain points. Like, well, why did you reach out to us? Something intrigued you to want to reach out. And then we'll try and start there. Uh, and when we start, starting with us, um, you know, doesn't have to be large. We have people who start with one unit or five units and they may have thousands, but they start with one or five because they want to see it. They want to make sure their team understands how to use it. They want to look at the processes. So there's usually some, let's get you comfortable with it. 
and then it, it goes off to the races. And again, off to the races could be um, multifamily operators. A lot of time think about doing it across a whole building because if you're going to use outside labor or your own staff to install it, you just want to get it done at one point. Single yeah. family operators will split. Sometimes they do it across all their homes, like in a rolling change. Sometimes they do it at the turn. Um, the good thing for us is, again, we can support either. Um, it just really depends on what fits your unique business at the time you need it. That's awesome. Um, I think the flexibility is kind of like essential because you know, everyone is going to have to implement differently, roll it out differently. Yeah. So it makes a yeah, lot of sense. Gonna, I mean, you're, if you're a fee manager, you got to talk to owners. You may have to talk to lots of owners. Owners don't always respond at the same time, right? So it's just this, we have marketing material that we ha can help share to help carry the message to owners. But then also we can sit in the back and be flexible. Okay, you tell us as you get certain owners to sign on, we can help you, you know, train you or install those, et cetera, and go forward. So I, I want to ask this because it just popped into my head and a lot of our uh, Latchel customers and the listeners of our podcast are uh, third-party property managers. I have to imagine it takes time to go have those owner conversations, roll this out, and it's a process you have to manage. Uh, even 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 though Point Central makes it easy, you guide it, and it, it's it's simple. There's still time involved there. Do you know if um, how third party managers are kind of covering any time or cost they have in rolling this out? Are, are they like? Do they typically add extra fees? onto a, an investor that decides to move forward with Point Central? How, how does that work? Yeah, so first, three years ago, I'd agree with you that it was more the manager pushing the owner, hey, look how cool this is, let's do this. I, I would argue in the last 12 months, I've heard of more owners have seen this or they have a smart home in their own home and they're asking the operators, hey, how can I do this, right? I want these energy savings or I want this. So more and more operators are, are I'm learning learning about things so when they get asked to the owner they have the response they want and they're prepared for it uh and they don't just wake up one day to the owner installing stuff themselves and then tell the operator you got to go figure it out and you know who knows if the system's secure if it's all integrated etc so operators i think are being more proactive in terms of how operators cover their time um yeah i've seen operators right depends on their individual fee agreement with managers but in the case where agreements are let's say at the baseline very thin i've definitely seen operators say hey listen i will do this but i'm going to do the install and right they 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 charge for the install and there's some margin baked in there they charge yeah, a management do other things so depends on the relationship with the owners but definitely the the operators um have, have addressed that with them but yeah more more and more i'm seeing both sides are interested in this and they're finding time to do it and not one side forcing the other yeah, that's good. Um, good that too. They, there's like avenues for them to, you know, figure out, hey, where can I kind of recoup costs for this, but then mm -hmm. still get all the ROI of ac having actually implemented it and, yep. you know, having more ease in showing properties and, and all, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, as, as we come up on time here, I, I want to kind of open it up. Um, before we end, I will ask, uh, for you to tell us how to get in touch with you for, for anyone interested in talking to you or anyone at Point Central. But before before we jump there, I, I want to pass it to you um, to share like any other, anything else that you think is helpful for folks to know that we haven't already talked about. I think we, Ethan, you did a good job sort of uh, picking around all the things. So I don't think there was much to talk about. If, if someone's in here right now and they're like, wow, we covered a lot, I, I would leave them with this. I would say, look, this stuff can do a lot, but it doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be expensive. 
and it shouldn't require you to totally retrain yourself and your staff, right? I think uh, for everyone, as you look into this, you should explore everything out there and just know why are you doing this? What's important to you? And find uh, find a partner that you can see helps you get to that point, right? That has a track record of doing that. Um, there's a lot of excitement in the space. So there's been a lot of noise, but if people go into this considered why they're doing it, uh, you, I've seen a lot of people come out happy and successful and all the reasons why they did it, they're happy with. I've also seen people rush into it and then end up with, you know, thousands of dollars misspent or partners who go bankrupt or whatever it is because they just didn't take a little bit of time to do their homework uh, on the front end. So I would say this is a don't worry about making a decision tomorrow. Take a little bit of time and make a decision in a couple of weeks and we know what's right for you. Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast recently. I think it was Tim Ferriss interviewing Hugh Jackman. I don't know if you, you saw this or listened to it, but Hugh Jackman at one point talks about education and how he was taught. You can never go wrong if you're investing in your own education. And to apply that to to this concept, my, my personal feeling is for any business owner, you can't go wrong when you're investing in scalability. And sometimes like you might move too fast and you trip yeah. and you, have, you fall, you have to get up calm down, take a breath and say, okay, let me take a step back. That's bound to happen. If you're moving fast, it's going to happen. But you, any decision that's going to help your business scale, like all the IOT devices you provide that make it, uh, that make maintenance more scalable, more cost efficient, it makes showings more scalable, more cost efficient. You can't go wrong with that type of investment. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, just to kind of echo what you said, like, it doesn't have to be hard. You know, it doesn't have to take forever to learn it, but as long as it will take as short as it, as short as that learning curve is going to be, because obviously you guys are crazy intuitive and, you know, simple to use any investment in that scalability is going to pay off in the long run for your business. Yeah. And, and like we we're talking about our flexibility, our goal is to be a partner. Like I always tell people, I don't want to be a vendor. I want to be a partner. So that's why we will say, I'll start with you in one. I'll start with you in five. I'll start, like whatever small amount sort of someone can work with us and our local service providers can work with operators and say, let's just, let's be here next to you and help you grow. Because then once you're in the first phase and you love it and you start asking about water or the next thing we have, you trust us and we trust you. We know how you work and we can make sure the things work together. Yeah. You're building like long-term, long-term relationships, right? Exactly. For the long run. Exactly. Well, we've had, an awesome conversation, Sean, like covered a whole lot. I'm sure folks are still going to have questions. And yeah, you mentioned like, you know, you have your whole, your whole team to, to dig in on the specific different segments, whether it's like vacation, single, multifamily. So if, if folks have more questions about Point Central, they want to learn more, they maybe want to like really dig in, talk to someone to see like if the solutions can work for them, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah, so easiest thing would be go to our website, pointcentral.com. There's, uh, we've written some short blogs, you know, 500 words, stuff that's easy to read on a lot of the topics we talk about so people can revisit them. There's white papers. And then if they feel ready to talk to us when they feel ready, there's a quick and easy way to, uh, it says, you know, get a demo. They can contact us, schedule a time with one of our uh, team members, and they'll reach out and, you know, explain again, listen more about their business, and then explain what we think we can do to help. Very cool. Um, 
And also for anyone listening, we actually did uh, in their most recent Property Brew newsletter. It's a free growth newsletter. Uh, you just go to propertybrew.co. You can sign up for it. And we actually featured uh, one of your recent white papers uh, from yeah. Point Central on your your HVAC monitoring tech. And that white paper actually walks through how much that has saved some of your customers that have used it. So if you're interested in like a real life case example, you can also check out that white paper. Um, I think we actually just linked to your your site for them to download it. So you can also you know head over to Point Central too. Um, but Sean, this was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing the knowledge. Um, anyone listening, head over to Point Central. Um, book a time to talk with talk with them if you want to learn more sean anything else before we wrap no ethan thank you i appreciate it and if, again any of your listeners have questions please reach out we're happy to answer them awesome well thanks so much for coming i hope we get to do this again in uh six months and see more of the anti-black mirror that <laughs> that point central is uh creating <laughs> yeah, um, sounds good. right on and for everyone else thanks for tuning in uh, again, Sean, thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about Point Central, head to www.pointcentral.com. And I mentioned Property Brew earlier, but you can head to propertybrew.co, subscribe to our weekly newsletter where we focus on industry innovations and growth tactics for property managers. Uh, you can also subscribe to our Crowdcast channel if you want to see these podcasts live. That's just crowdcast.io slash latchel. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And make sure to check back next week. We have a, a, a fun, awesome, creative webinar that we're going to be hosting on the Amazon approach to handling your maintenance processes. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks again, Sean. See you later. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review, too, if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks, everyone. See you back next week.